Rampage, are you ready for the real thing? Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Michael. And I'm Sean. And I'm Sam. And I'm just really angry because I'm on a rampage for this episode. Are you with me, Sam? I was, but I think I clipped a little bit uh, when I shouted into my mic. So now I'll just say, yes, I am. Oh, Maybe we should make this like a really chill episode then. Maybe this one, like, you know, like, I don't care. Yeah, that's, a, that's more my yeah, style Yeah, right like, now. it's a rampage, but, like, baby, we're here. We're recording a <laughs> podcast. It's like, whatever. We do it on our own time. Okay, Wait, I like uh, that. Mike, I just, uh, this, I don't, I'm sorry that I'm, I'm throwing a wrench in, into your thing right now. Uh, but was that the same exact back of the box as, as the last game? Like yeah, it it was. Uh, I didn't change it in the show notes because we're just so we're just so lax this episode. Yeah, you know, I'm like kind of creeped yeah. out right now. Yeah, it's real good. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, yeah, no, I did screw up there. If you want me to be honest, but I'm not going to change it because I feel like rampage would also be something you would want to prepare for if two kaiju ever came to your city and attacked it. You know, you would want to be prepared for that kind of thing. So this video game could help you theoretically prepare for a kind of real attack. thing. Yeah. Yeah. A Pacific Rim, if you will. For, for, yeah. I, I'm, cool. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Okay. Yeah. You're, so that's where we should probably start, right? Cause this whole thing is based around like Godzilla and other kaiju monster films and, you know, I, I have a lot of experience. Yeah, King Kong. I have a lot of experience in that area. But like, what about you guys, Sean? You want to start us off? Like, what's your what's your kaiju familiarity? Uh, yeah, when you say experience in that area, kind of, I'm kind of like scratching my head what you mean by that. But I guess you mean like just kaiju, uh, kaiju media. Um, yeah, and if you're a fan of like just the original Gojira, or if you're like, hey, I like the campiness of Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla as well. Uh, you know, I actually was one of the few people that uh, was introduced to Godzilla with the Matthew Broderick movie, uh, which I, I, I later found out made me an outcast. Uh, so I didn't hate that movie, but in retrospect, uh, I know that it wasn't the best place to go into it. Uh, I, I do like a lot of the Godzilla movies, and uh, I also really loved Pacific Rim, so... Yeah, I'd say I've got a I've got a healthy kaiju uh, appreciation. And what about you, Sam? My Godzilla experience goes back to Godzilla 2000. I think that's what it was called. Yeah, I didn't see it because I was a little kid, and but I did get this toy that was one of the Godzilla eggs, I think, and it comes out of the egg. I, I think that's part of it. Or I'm that getting mixed like, up with Jurassic like Park Three. That's like the Matthew Broderick, yeah, like the Matthew uh, Broderick Godzilla. Movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They put all the eggs. Yeah, they put all the eggs in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, it was like Godzilla Two Thousand, but that was the Japanese Godzilla Two Thousand. Yeah, he goes up against um, or- Orda Orca. I, f- I forget that. The, I don't I f- know. Yeah, I don't know that. there's the a name. good chance I'm mixing this up with a toy from Jurassic Park Three, but that's. <laughs> There's That's a good a, chance that everything you've ever talked about on this podcast was actually in reference to Jurassic Park 3. The thing is, I've never even seen Jurassic Park 3. It's Just underrated. Just the toys. 
I just got the one egg toy, but it may be Godzilla. I'm pretty sure it's Godzilla. Anyway, so never actually seen a Godzilla movie, but I did watch Pacific Rim in college my sophomore year on Halloween when I wasn't feeling well and I didn't want to go out. Sean, you and I set the world record for number of times to fall asleep in a movie theater with Godzilla, the 2014 film. Yeah, Godzilla 2014, uh, I was excited for. Um, I don't know if we if we both got pilled or uh, like if we got roofied or if like we just really hated that movie. But I think we fell asleep at the same exact time. It was kind of romantic. Yeah, and and I every time I woke up, I fell asleep within another five seconds. Uh, yeah. One day, one day they will learn that nobody cares about what happens to the humans in these films. I know. Yeah. Uh, and I, you'd think oh yeah, that ahead. you'd think that like they've got like what was that who was that Ken Watanabe? Uh, yes, you got Brian Cranston like for for two minutes for two minutes, but they didn't. I, I don't think they they really they didn't tell you that it was only going to be for two minutes. No, they, they, they did. They reeled not. you in with with this cast, and they just nobody wrote their characters. So, and they looked at that and they said, you know what would fix this in the sequel? Get the coach from Friday Night Lights. Have him be the star instead. <laughs> Uh, he's coach. been in other movies too. He's been in other movies too. No, he's not just the coach. coach. He's just the yeah. coach. Clear eyes, full hearts can't lose, and we can't lose because we're going to continue on with this episode. We're going to talk about the video game now. Uh, Rampage, that is. Uh, you know, the NES version got a bug to pick already with this thing. It, you know, it, it starts with just two monsters instead of three. Um, that's true. That, that's annoying, and we'll get into that, but I would love it if, Sam, if you could just give me like. Pretend I don't know anything about Rampage. Give me the easiest overview of what I'm doing in this game. You are a giant monster, and your goal is to climb buildings and destroy them, and you gain health by eating people, and you try to avoid getting shot by the military, and eating things that you don't like, like toilets, that makes you sick, and chemicals, which are in buildings sometimes, and... Once all the buildings are destroyed, that's it, and then the level's over. And smash as much stuff as you can. Yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty clear. Uh, I, I'd be surprised if people aren't familiar with Rampage. It's one of those games that like I never played at an arcade, but I just knew about it. Like looking at it, like you saw it, you know. I I actually I played it a lot in the arcade. I played this game a lot on the N sixty four actually, because I think oh they the had, sequel right there was Rampage. And Rampage World Tour? World Tour, I think. Yeah. I think there were two of them, because there was one where you could play as a weird lobster guy. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, uh, right? More monsters, the better. There's World Tour, and then I believe there's Universal Tour, which is obviously much bigger deal to be going across the universe. I, I've played both of them. I rented them from video stores for the N64, and I remember really, really liking them, and they were a blast. Yeah, I uh, I played these in the arcades whenever I saw it. Uh, I think it was World Tour, maybe not the original. Um, but it, to me, it just seemed like uh, like it's a, it was it was a weird, it was a different kind of game. Like it wasn't like go and 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 beat up the bad guys and continue to perform against other things. It was just like destroy the environment, and I really liked that it was different in that way. Um, and just. Uh, it, 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 I always had like a um a, a thing for destructible scenery in games, and I guess this is where it started. Uh, so I, I have fond memories of uh 
playing as Lizzie uh, in mm-hmm. whatever arcade I was in when I was a child. <laughs> so we all we all played as Lizzie. That's just yeah. our preferred character. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I something about the 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 King Kong character is just like cliched, right? To be to be a giant ape just like climbing buildings. Is, a, I, is I think, the lizard not? The well, the lizard doesn't quite scream like you know. Godzilla to me is more dinosaur than lizard. Well, so is like lizard. I know he's not, but I'm saying he doesn't look like a lizard. He looks more like a dinosaur. A big dinosaur. Yeah. He's a big dinosaur, right? So I think the lizard looks different enough. I think that's interesting. I chose Lizzie. Uh, Sean, you brought up a great point, though, there for a minute about it's all about the destruction of the environment and stuff like that. And we haven't played a game where, you know, we, we kind of have, right? If you think about, like, Pac-Man, right? The idea is to just clear off the screen with all the dots, right? And we said that was satisfying, and in this one, you don't have to take care of every enemy helicopter and every person who's shooting at you. In fact, you never have to take care of any of them if you're somewhat good at dodging that stuff, I suppose. But the real objective of the game is just to smash up all the buildings on the screen until they collapse. And my question now, to make this full circle, is that part satisfying? We talked about how that's satisfying in games where it's a clear objective, you do it, and you, you, then the screen moves on to the next thing and you just repeat that process. Is that a satisfying process to destroy these buildings? I'll say that it's not as satisfying as I know it can be from playing another Rampage game. And I think that it's pretty clunky when your your jump is very fixed and the jumping doesn't feel great. You can't do that thing in regular Rampage where you're at the top of the building and you're hitting it from the top to destroy it, which I really missed. I thought that the movement was really clunky, but I think that destroying the buildings is still satisfying, even in this re- this weird lo-fi NES way. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I, I think that while um, while it's definitely yeah lo-fi, uh, and it and it doesn't it doesn't like it, it's not the arcade version. Um, and I do have a lot of bones to pick with this version. It's still, it still scratches that itch to an extent. Yeah. It's, it's satisfying in the sense of like the, the objective is clear of the number of buildings on the screen, right? It's like usually four or five buildings at a time. You knock one of them down at a time. I don't think you can take down like multiple buildings at once or anything like that. Uh, and then those buildings collapse and that's just the, the screen like fades out. And now you're greeted with the next level in another city in that same state. The, you know, what's not satisfying about this gameplay loop is that de- the process of destroying these buildings is awkward on this NES version of the game. Sam, you mentioned the jump, and I do think that's a big part of it. But even just the, like, the actual, like, punching of the buildings when you're, when you're scaling them and stuff like that, there isn't a sound effect registered for when you do, like, initial damage, but don't quite destroy the building and that really bothered me for some reason that like you could punch the building but it's like you need to punch it maybe two or three times on certain buildings to get like a hole in them but you wouldn't necessarily like know that and there's no good feedback for that there so it just kind of feels like you're not doing anything and you kind of just keep scaling up and then you get bombarded with whatever the helicopters and people are shooting at you and you have to kind of like either accept that punishment as you're trying to continue destroying the building or you need to like say, all right, I need to get off of this building because there's too much going on here and move to something else. And 
scaling the buildings themselves is weird because you don't get to just say like, okay, I'm next to the building. I'm just going to hit up on my D-pad and start climbing it. You have to be facing the appropriate direction of the building from the side at which you're approaching it. So if you want to scale the left side, you have to be facing it, you know, from the right and then being able to scale up. You can't just be within the vicinity of it. I guess that somewhat makes sense, but for an arcade game that's supposed to be pretty simple and straightforward, uh, the logic there kind of annoyed me. Yeah, I, I'd say that it's 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 pretty sticky. It's it's there. The controls feel sticky, and the fact that there isn't a lot of feedback um, when you're near damage that you've already caused um, kind of also makes it feel a little flat. But I think it's sort of mixed uh, in terms of the control of this game because while like your jump is sort of like at a fixed arc. Um, you can, it, unlike a lot of games with a uh, th- that takes care of like jumping and interacting while you're in the middle of a jump, uh, you can like climb on. You can just stick to a building if you're if you're hitting up while you're in the jump. So it, you can you can get a little better at it and you can start to get a feel for those controls, even though uh, they do feel a little sticky. Um, And I also think that a pro for the control scheme in this is that while you're attached to a building, you can punch in pretty much any direction that you want. You can punch up, you can uh, punch to the left or the right, and it has nothing to do with which... You're not, like, locked to the building that that you're on. You can also hit buildings that are close enough to the one that you're on. And uh, you can strategically get on the correct building so that you have access to the other ones and maybe kill three birds with one stone. And I also would, while I think it might be defending it a little too much, you are a giant monster, and maybe they should feel a little weighty. I mean, it's... It, I guess this just feels bad, but I can see that like a more sluggish control scheme could make this feel like you are bigger than a person. No, I completely agree with uh, with that aspect of it, and that brings up a good point that I wanted to talk about. Is just you know even forget gameplay for a second, just being the monster, right? Like that is uh, that is who you are in this game. There's a choice there to be this really powerful. Uh, kaiju monster attacking the buildings and just kind of, you know, being an unstoppable force. One, did you feel that you were this all-powerful, unstoppable force? And two, you know, to go off of what Sean said there at the end about being this big, clunky thing, would you have preferred if instead of if instead of being this big monster uh, in the sense of, like, the the bulkiness of it would you have rather have been something else destroying buildings uh you know that would have complemented uh, a different a different side of things if you could have it that way huh that's an interesting question uh, are you saying like a small uh a, like with very agile like monster like yeah more- like imagine if you know i think about like hulk uh the the incredible hulk had a game on the um ps2 i think it was like I think it was called like ultimate destruction or something like that. And it was literally a game where you just play as the Hulk and, and you're just trying to like, just cause a lot of damage. And that was a really fun uh, huh. game to play mostly because of environmental destruction. Like you mentioned earlier, Sean, that's just Sounds like a like fun thing to do, jam, yeah. especially in like 3d games. But you know, obviously we can't change that. I'm just wondering if like, 
would that have been more interesting if you were like if you were the Hulk or if you were, uh, you know, a, a smaller like dinosaur like character that could do <laughs> other things, you know, like do do you need to be this big bulky thing that um that I, you know I is essentially a like a bullet sponge in the game? Yeah, I think I think it kind of sells the experience though. Like, yeah, you are a, you're a huge bullet sponge, and but and there are times that uh, it really the only times that you take massive damage is when. Like you fall from an incredible height, and it kind of sells that you would take that kind of massive damage. And uh, I think that what you're talking about with like a smaller, like Hulk sized thing is a completely different experience. And I think there's room for that kind of game and this kind of game. Like, they're, it, like it's not that Rampage should have been that. Now, was anybody disappointed though that um, the, 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 I cannot remember the, the gorilla's name. What is. Oh, what is that shit. big ape's name? I don't know. Anyway, let's just say that the two guy. monsters, yeah, ape guy. Let's just say that the two monsters, right? They don't have any differences between them. So it's purely just a cosmetic thing, uh, which is fine. Glad they didn't just say just, you know, you're only getting one character because they're no different anyway. Um, but they, they felt like there should have been something. You know, I, I think of the when they, uh, they eat the TNT on the ground that the, sometimes the soldiers lay out. If you eat that, then you see, like, the blow fire. And yeah. I feel like that should have been, like, a cool special that either, like, I don't know, you build up with a meter through destruction or is just something, like, it's mapped to a specific D-pad input plus the attack button, you know? Uh, similar to, like, Castlevania. If you map it to that, just have, like, this cool thing that you can't use too much, but, like, it's, like, a very specific destruction thing. Like, I th- I think... If they had that going for them, there'd be a more meaningful choice between the two monsters as opposed to just, you know, well, you you just look different. I, I think that I think that in the newer ones, that is a thing. I think that if you like if you were to eat something flammable in uh, like World Tour uh, and you were on a building, it would damage the building that you were on. Uh, I, I can't quite remember because it has been a while since I played it. But I, there there actually is a very slight difference between the monsters. Uh, one is apparently faster. I think that's Lizzie. And I guess one climbs better, which is the ape guy. But it's almost imperceptible. And maybe it just is that way in the manual and has no actual like difference in the code. Uh because uh, I, I tested them both out, really couldn't feel anything. So I think, by and large, you're you're pretty much right. Maybe they speed up the animations. Yeah, I was gonna say even that small change is enough for me, though. Like that, that almost satisfied me. Your your manual answer, you know, like <laughs> yeah. if that was true, it's like okay, well, at least there is like some kind of advantageous thing. Like I I could see somebody who's not that great at like avoiding the damage and constantly dying would be like, well, maybe I want to be Lizzie so I can be a little faster around the screen, you know? Um, but that goes back to a whole nother thing about like, does, does damage and enemies really even matter in this game in the sense of like the enemies are relentless. They're constantly spawning. You don't have to deal with them at all. And Yes, they take damage to you, but if you're being like somewhat mindful, I suppose you could make it through uh, the level without much harm. I don't know. I feel like these guys messed me up every single time. I feel like if I'm climbing a building, it was very hard to avoid them throwing stuff at me. Yeah, I, I agree that it. Uh, yeah, it's hard to avoid 
the fire, but I, I, like what, what Mike said about being mindful, if you're just careful about what you eat, uh, yeah. you, you'll probably, uh, you'll gain whatever damage you took uh, just by not eating like the skull and crossbones and just eating all the turkeys. And the um, people. And the people, especially the people. Yeah, sure. and yeah, Sam. I wasn't talking about um, avoiding because you're right. It's it's almost impossible given the size of your character and the amount of enemies on screen. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a that's a conscious choice that they made to be like take on an army. This is what's going to happen. But you don't have to necessarily like worry about a lot of those smaller uh, projectiles mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's really just like the TNTs and the, the, and the helicopters and the. Oh, I I never saw not the nuke, nuke, but you know, there's a bomb. There, yeah, the missiles that fall from the sky. They're not. Oh, nukes, okay, yeah, 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 gotcha, gotcha. I was like, wow, that's pretty dangerous, considering <laughs> that like that's not how you want to fend off a city, I suppose. Yeah. But they did it in Cloverfield and in the Iron Giant. <laughs> oh, spoilers for both. Um, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I feel like if you get hit enough and you lose all your health, it doesn't matter because it just starts you off again. You know, yeah. you, I think your score goes away. Yeah, you right? get to continue with the zero score, but uh, which it, I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that because I just want to keep playing, but I feel like there's no real consequence for not getting yeah. hit, or for a consequence for getting hit. Yeah, totally. This is the first time of like the the luxury of home console gaming is being sold to you of like, hey, remember all those quarters you wasted playing Rampage in the arcade? This one, we just have unlimited continues. Just keep playing for as long. You want to keep smashing buildings? Go ahead. We have 128 levels. Like, good luck uh, yeah. going, you know, doing the same thing over and over again through 128 of those levels before you shut off the NES. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes, you know, you just want that primal feeling of, of smashing, and it doesn't matter that there's no challenge anymore. It's just a, it's almost like this, this game could be considered more of a toy than like a gaming experience because of that. I don't, I don't know. I love that observation. <laughs> I, I, I kind of agree with that because another talking point I have here is the whole like dying is a choice thing in, in this game too of like, when you actually start to when you when you run out of your health bar and you transform back into the male or female that you I guess are I had no idea that that <laughs> yeah. was like is that a thing that they reveal to you in the manual? I have okay, a, okay. So when I was playing this in uh in the arcades, just thought it was about monsters. I think the first time I died, uh, I was playing as Lizzie. Um, I think that was the first video game depiction of nudity that I had ever seen. Uh, I mean, I actually can't remember if they were nude or just in their underwear, but I like, I remember like eight year old me or nine year old me like dying and then seeing it shrink to this woman that just sort of like covers up and goes off screen. It was, it was super, uh, weird. Um, uh, but I think the lore in the manual is that like it's all food additives that c- created these mutations. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's a it's just a low key like anti GMO uh, think piece game. Um, but I think that was the reason. <laughs> well, in the hidden in the game's code, but not accessible through like regular gameplay, are like character avatar pictures for. Um, George and Lizzie. So that's the name of George. the, uh, of course it's George. There you go. Yeah. Of course. Why Curious not? George. Um, 
Curious George, if you will. George of the Jungle. And what's what's weird there, Sean, is that you just mentioned that like the girl might have been nude or whatever, but in these character arts, the girl is pictured in like a bikini with uh lipstick on, and that's very important. The lipstick is like they want you to know she's wearing lipstick. And then and then George is a scientist, and they also make a point to like prove that he's like in a lab coat as a scientist. And I don't know, something about the idea that one of them was a scientist who may or may not have transformed this beautiful woman into Lizzie the Lizard. That's got some weird is implications. An interesting, in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, implication there uh, <laughs> by Bally Midway. <laughs> but it never made it into the game, so it's technically not canon, I suppose. And instead, they're just naked uh, when they, because you can see them. They they have like they have a pretty good animation for it, even though they're so small. You can tell that they're like covering yeah, themselves and, really and trying to sc- scoot off screen. But to get back to like the dying is a choice thing, because that's kind of weird. Before you, before your character gets fully off screen, if you just press the B button, they just grow back into oh. the yeah that. into the monster, and so there's absolutely no consequence. Uh, so you could just say like, ah, you know, I, I actually want to go right back right now. So you just press the B button, wow. and it transforms you back. I guess I just thought that it was like I couldn't interact while it was doing that because I think the continue just only shows up like after it's off screen. So I would press B after. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And I thought it was a weird thing because I had read about it and then I just went back to my game and tested it. And it's absolutely true. It's just something you don't think to do. You know, usually Mm -hmm. when you die, you don't just spam controller input buttons. You're not like, oh, damn it. I died. (laughs) You know, you don't really do that. Huh. You don't make those sound effects either when you hit the buttons. I don't know about um uh, Well, I know you, you do. I I I do, but it's a choice. It's not because the game requires it. It's a choice I made. So one thing, I feel like all the levels are the same. I feel like, you know, they tell me that this is Sacramento and that this one is Reno, but they have the same buildings in them, you know? Yeah, uh, I know that, like, they do have a couple different backdrops and, like, I guess uh, they have different, uh, I I don't know, like, sprite palettes. Um like I guess some are some have like a more wintry vibe to them, and I I know that if you're in like San Francisco, there's water, uh, but it's it's weird because I know I think I did one where I was in Santa Fe and there was snow on the trees. It, it I I don't know I really don't know if like because I didn't play far enough. That's actually meth. From, that's meth. <laughs> you move from west to east, and I don't think I played far enough to see if there's anything special for like New York or anything, but it seems like they just cycle through two or three different uh, palettes for uh, like Denver will have mountains in the back or something like that. Right now. I don't think that they could have handled if they can't add a third character, there's no way they're doing what I'm about to suggest. But what, what would have been interesting is like to see the skylines in the background, right. For those particular places. But to even go above that would be, you know, if you're destroying uh, let's just say New York, right? Like the Empire State Building should be one of the buildings yeah. that you have to I destroy can, in that 
I can conf- neither confirm nor deny that there is an analog for that in this game, but I imagine since most of them are just these rectangle buildings, it's not there. I highly doubt it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they would do that. But um, that brings up a good question of just like, what are some other like important buildings in in the United That's States the that only would be one, featured? Really. Yeah, really, it's just that and the Sears Tower. Yeah. Um. No, Seattle has that Space Needle, right? They never hit it. There's some cool buildings in San Francisco, also. Okay, good. Yeah. So that's good. San Francisco, they didn't have the Golden Gate Bridge in the background. They did have a bridge. Oh, they did have the bridge, though. That's right. Like a little, like, over a a river bridge. That is the Golden Gate Bridge. (laughs) If that is the scale of the Golden Gate Bridge, those buildings are way bigger than the skyscrapers we know. (laughs) And those people walking on the ground are massive. Hulks. There's something funny about the people on the ground, though, too, right? Like the the civilians uh, and even the, the the soldiers. There's something funny about the idea of like them being prepared of like, OK, so this kaiju comes to these cities. He just he destroys these buildings. We should attack from the inside. Yeah. <laughs> like we should, we should go inside the buildings armed and attack from there. Commandeer the all these apartments. Have it, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. There's something Gotta off throw about that. Dynamite from the window of a building, <laughs> and and it never fails too. Like it, it's funny, you know. It's funny that these things happen. Uh, there's even like guys who will just walk on the street with a, like a Tommy gun, I assume, and just start shooting at you. And I think that's funny that they're like <laughs> fu- running into danger like that, thinking that it's going to do anything. You don't very see that brave. in Godzilla. They're very, brave. you know, it, I guess they're, in in the movies that never happens. This is what the National Guard, I guess, right? It Must be. be. Yeah. And Sam, just to go back to your every level feels the same. Mm-hmm. I talked about how there's like 128 levels. Um, if every level feels the same, and the only objective is to destroy buildings, and the uh, continues are just unlimited, what's the incentive to finish? Just to smash. Catharsis, catharsis, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I want to smash. Yeah, I, I could, I, you know what? That almost is a satisfying enough answer. But definitely not the to finish. Not, I mean, yeah, there's enough to play for a bit, though? and then to, just to do California again, over and over. Maybe get to like uh, Arizona and uh, and Nevada, but I, I couldn't get past that area. It, it was just like I, I got my fill. You get to see the states though, uh, like go black. Mm-hmm. They black yeah. out on the uh, on the on the United States map. And I thought like that was something I wasn't expecting. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, like an extra touch. I, I you know because they only do it after every three days because then you've destroyed three cities in that state. I'm wondering if you're a kid in the '80s if you can convince your parents it's an educational states learning games. Yeah, you know? where you are learn the, where are the states? You learn 128 different cities. And you know exactly which one it is. You probably know California really well because it's the first one you play. <laughs> but I don't know. I think there's an argument there for some eight-year-old in the 80s. For any eight-year-old 80s kids who are listening right now, <laughs> give this a shot. See if your parents will buy it. To me, this is the same game as that game where the states uh, are falling and you have to drag them into the correct spot in the map. Does anyone, it's an online web game. Does they're anyone know falling. that? I don't know that one. They're like, yeah, they're just falling down the screen. So you have to be quick and put oh. them where they are. And you have to be like precise. Like they don't just like lock in. So it just shows you how stupid you are <laughs> when like South Dakota falls and you just have no idea like where yeah. that actually is. Wouldn't you rather you just know, smash, When the rest of the though? map's blank. Yeah, I'd rather smash. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I'd rather Smash. So this is a better educational game, if yeah. you will. <laughs> and we will. The arcade version of this game, uh, I did get a chance to play it before we recorded this episode. It's just it's just night and day. It's better in every uh, sense of the imagination for a video game. Like, it's just, it's amazing how, like, far behind the NES actually is to, like, good arcade games during this time. Because, like, Pac-Man on the arcade and then Pac-Man on the NES, it's like you're willing to deal with it. The, the yeah. graphics and, and experience aren't that much better in the uh, in the arcade. Now we're starting to get to, like, Oh, that's some pretty good looking graphics in, in Rampage on the arcade. And, uh, I can't even play as all the freaking monsters on the NES version. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's definitely a downgrade more so than most of the arcade games that we've seen ported. Uh, actually, maybe, maybe that's, maybe not most. Uh, there's been some bad ones, but this is definitely included in the bad ones for sure. And the arcade version has 768 days. How many quarters does that take? <laughs> I can't even imagine. Uh, what's funny is is that the game resets back to day one after 768. You see, in the NES version, when you get to the final level and the whole screen uh, is finally like conquered of the United States, it just says congratulations. That's it. Congratulations. And then does like a staff credit roll. Like legit, you know how like most yeah. times we just get like a text box. They actually like animated their credits and and stuff. And I'm like, wow, you guys are really proud of yourselves, but no one's ever going to see this screen. Yeah. In Especially the if there's that- nothing there to to look forward to. Like I, I would have imagined that there'd be some like animated little end screen with like some kind of ending, but it's just as congratulations. That's kind of it's what you want, yeah. right? You want the animated, you want to see the consequences of destroying yeah. the United States. And the fact that like the rest of the world didn't help while this was happening <laughs> is rather insulting. Very. Uh, but, but you know, you don't get to see that instead you get congratulated for destroying the United States. Not unlike what would happen today, probably, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, so, uh, sorry, so I was getting to a quote here, because it goes, it doesn't have, like, an end screen, it just goes back to day one, um, Brian Collin, one of the developers of the game, uh, he just, when asked about the 768-day thing in an interview, he said, well, the hardware couldn't support that much art, and we never figured anyone would get through level 768, so we just cut it there. It's not, it's a conscious decision, it's not like... Uh, the Pac-Man kill screen thing where you get to like 256 and then you're done. But why, why 768? Why not 700 or 400 for that matter? It's so bizarre, right? It's like, it, you would think, but I guess they, they like they said, they just, it, they ran out of space and they just said, all right, we'll just do it here then. Interesting. We'll just end it on our own. Like we, like theoretically, based on this assessment, they could have done less levels and included more art. Yeah. That's <laughs> But that's probably not true. Well, who knows? Yeah. And uh, the arcade version obviously also lets you play with all three players at once, which is pretty cool. You can, uh, the the other character is Ralph. He's like a, uh, it's like a giant werewolf, right? He's a big werewolf boy. Yeah. Now that's a pretty freaking cool character. (laughs) Okay. Like that's a, that's an idea. It's no Lizzie. No Lizzie. Who who else would you want? You know, like forget the fact that other characters do exist. Like Sam mentioned that lobster. lobster. It sounds pretty awesome. I'm thinking like, you know, why not a giant alien? Like those typical like green aliens with the crazy black eyes, you know, like like just give me one of those guys on screen and maybe he has like a 
UFO that can come down and shoot down a building every now and again. Or like a non-copyright infringement version of the of the big uh, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Like, that would be pretty cool, too. That's a good one. That's yeah. a great one. Yeah. yeah. Why not, um, like, the Berenstain Bears, all of them. Yeah. The family. Yeah. Just control all of them at once. Why not, like, a cartoon version of Arnold Schwarzenegger? I don't. Like a big Arnold Schwarzenegger. As the as the Terminator or just as just, Arnold just, himself? Just him, like wearing a suit. Oh, yeah, so it's like it's like the strongman competition, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah, wearing wearing like a Speedo, you're right. Yeah, yeah, he's jacked, got yeah. it. You guys want some small trivia for Rampage? Why not? Sure. Uh, Walt Disney named their film character Wreck-It Ralph after Ralph the Wolf. That's pretty cool. Since really? the bad guy in his game, Fix It Felix Jr., his job was to smash apartment buildings so the hero, hero Felix, Felix could repair the damage, so that's why they called him Wreck-It Ralph, Ralph the Wolf. You get the idea. He does kind of smash huh. the buildings a lot like they do in Rampage. He's gonna wreck it. He's he gonna wreck to. it. That's that's true. Um He's- the Atari Lynx version of Rampage, which I'm, I'm sure somebody, after they get a hold of 22 AA batteries, <laughs> can play their Atari Lynx again, uh, that has a special fourth character named Larry, and he's a giant rat. Oh, uh, I think Larry was in later versions as well, then. Well, um, the Atari Lynx version of Rampage would come before any sequels, so... Yeah. Um, I have the... You know, that would make the sense. Plot of the of universal tour open now and they have all the different we're gonna need you in yeah. a minute to give us that oh, yeah. plot uh because uh our we have the sequels and spinoff section coming up but one other small piece of trivia in 2017 the company basic fun released a mini arcade port of the nes version specifically but with ralph not wreck it ralph Ralph the Wolf added into the game. So it actually is, finally, as of 2017, possible to play an NES version of Rampage with all three characters in it. But only on, like, a mini arcade machine? Exactly. An odd That's choice. super weird. Yeah. It's just, it's just bizarre. I don't know why it's a port of the NES version, and then you also have to, like, go in there and fix the code to, like, add... <laughs> you know, because it's not in the files for yeah. the game. It's not like they cut it's just him. just a ROM hack? Yeah, it's very strange. I assume they got like the files from Data East or something. This is a Data East game, so oh, I did, we didn't I say that, that, but it's true. It's true. Wow. Um, it's Data East in the sense that they are the developers of the NES version. Board, you know, yeah. uh, they they have no uh, ownership of the arcade game. That makes sense because I would have. I, I just don't associate Data East with good. So with good, right? Yeah. Uh, they they are um, true evil in the world, <laughs> um, lawful evil, if you will. They have to be. So sequels and spinoff section. I'm going to say the games, but it seems like uh, you two are very proficient in these games. So why don't you just tell me what they're all about? We got Rampage World Tour which was developed by Midway for the N64, maybe the PlayStation, right? I think it came on PlayStation as well. Maybe. Uh, And Arcade. And uh, the original developer, the original designers, Brian Collin and Jeff Nauman, are 
the makers of this game as well. So it's pretty cool that they didn't just say like, well, we own the IP, let's just make another game. They actually brought back the original creators to make what would be the next iteration of Rampage World Tour. So guys, tell me, what is the big deal? <laughs> What's your big deal? I mean, Rampage uh, World Tour, uh, if I remember correctly, because again, it's been over a decade since I've played it, it, it just like, it, it just boosted up interactivity mm-hmm. with, with the environment. Like you, uh, there are different ways to destroy the buildings. Uh, it's a lot more kinetic. It doesn't feel as stilted. Uh, you could eat toxic I, waste, sure. I think, and turn into a different monster. Wasn't that right? I think so. Whether that was, whether that was world tour or universal, I'm not oh, sure. Yeah, it might've been universal. It, it just magnified the insanity. <laughs> and so that's like 2.5 D. Yeah, I think they're they're 3D renders that they turned into sprites, sort of like a Donkey Kong country. Yeah. And it must have sold well, because then immediately after we get the game that we've been kind of hyping up all through the episode, Rampage 2 Universal Tour. Now, Sam, you said you have the plot for that. I, I assume it's got to be somewhat interesting. Yeah. I, I pulled it up because I wanted to find out what the monsters were in it, because I couldn't remember anyone else besides the lobster. And it gives me the whole story of it. So if you want, I can read the whole thing. I'll, I'll go quick, though. George, Lizzie, and Ralph have been captured and confined for the world to see. George is held captive in New York City. Lizzie is imprisoned in Tokyo. And Ralph the Wolf is stored in London. References to King Kong, Godzilla, Werewolf of London, or possibly an American werewolf in London. However, Scum Labs... <laughs> who has just rebuilt their facilities in Salt Lake City, causes another accident that results in three new monsters. Boris, who is a rhinoceros monster, Curtis, a mouse monster, and Ruby, a lobster monster. Players choose one of the three original monsters to rescue. The player then uses the characters in the part of the world where the rescuee is being held. They work as a collective to break buildings, eat people, and destroy cars, and this creates competition among players. When a player frees George, George, Lizzie, or Ralph, then they become playable characters. Once all the monsters are rescued, aliens begin to invade the Earth, leaving the monsters the only ones who can save the planet that they just helped partially destroy. <laughs> After fending off the invasion of Earth, the monsters rescue Miyukus, a green cyclops-like alien from Area 51 who joins them before chasing the aliens through space destroying the aliens' bases throughout the solar system and eventually rampaging through their homeworld and destroying their capital. A news channel covers all the destruction caused by the monsters. At the end of the game, it is revealed that the aliens have a news program, but the alien anchorman who runs the program is eaten by a mucus. Riveting wow. stuff. That's, <laughs> I, I really like that. Uh, that's a long game. Yeah. Like there, there's definitely a lot there. <laughs> I just never expected so much lore. We went from like, oh yeah, these monsters are are actually humans, to then like a whole deep lore that apparently gets continued through three other games. So that's pretty, it's pretty intense that uh, the new series, the revival, if you will, seems to have a uh, a legitimate plot to it that I'm sure fans are excited about. So I didn't even know that there were any more games, like any modern versions. I thought they were just like well, rem- remasters or something. No, you would think, you would think. But after this, we get Rampage Through Time. Uh, I like that. Rampage Through Time. And uh, that's on the PlayStation. Okay. And uh, that one is weird because it's like, it's an action kind of, 
it looks like an action platformer game with stages. Oh. Uh, so it's a little different, but I cannot confirm that. I'm looking at screenshots. I've never seen this game in the wild. So, uh, don't, don't quote me on that, but it's the same three, um, the same three monsters that you mentioned, Sam, from Universal Tour. Those are the three that you, um, the new ones. That you, th- yeah, the new ones that you okay. play as. Yeah. Huh. So interesting, but, uh, that's it. And then after Rampage Through Time, the the only next step for any arcade game to go, every arcade game eventually, there's a law that requires this, has to get a puzzle game. So Rampage Puzzle <laughs> Attack on Game Boy Advance comes out, oh. um, as everybody expected, and it was met with rave reviews and is considered a classic right up there with Bust a Move. And, I can't tell uh, if you're being sarcastic. Definitely being sarcastic. Okay. <laughs> And then a return to form with Rampage Total Destruction on PlayStation 2, GameCube, and Xbox. And that's just back to, like, destroy all the buildings, baby. Like, back to basics, right? <laughs> everybody, uh, there is new monsters in this one, from what I understand. But I'm kind of lazy, and I didn't look up who they were. So maybe there are, maybe there aren't. I thought there was four-player. Um, the plot continues from universal tour and from through time so it just keeps happening and you're thinking like okay well did they did they give a good ending did they give closure and it's like no instead they decided let's not make another game until the 2018 (laughs) rampage movie with dwayne the rock johnson uh comes out and then they're like let's just reboot the whole thing and make a, a video game based on that movie Specifically for Dave and Buster's. What? So, <laughs> so it's only available at Dave and Buster's. It is not connected to anything other than the 2018 movie. And it is very similar to the original game, just with like, you know, Dwayne the Rock terrible movie like graphics. And yeah, you play as the monsters, though. You don't play as the rock. Oh, I thought the rock was one of the. Okay. See, I, I, I heard that a movie came out about this game, and I never have seen a trailer. I've never seen any footage from it. Uh, I just imagined that it was going to be uh, just another one of like the rocks, like San Andreas or something else movies. I don't know. Yeah, it's funny because I feel like it's weird that this got made, but Spy Hunter is still in right? movie limbo. Yeah, you know, with Rock too. The Rock <laughs> was also signed on for Spy Hunter, so. He has a knack for these things, and maybe we'll get a knack movie someday. Knack. I mean, you know, knack is back. It's always knack, baby. Um, no, where was I going to go with this? I said it's. Oh yeah, so it's weird that the the rampage got a movie. I won't see it. I didn't look up the plot. I can only imagine that it's as bad as Pixels. So yeah. I have that going for me. But here's a, here's a weird thing: video game movies for video games that don't deserve movies like we don't really talk about that you know most people are like oh i can't wait for my favorite game to become a movie right like everybody wants uncharted and halo and um the last of us like i don't think they need to be but people want them to be no one was begging for rampage believe it or not nobody was saying where is the rampage movie you're right uh what, what other what other video game got this treatment recently well tetris is getting a trilogy (laughs) Uh, that's in the works, oh. and I I don't know what that would even be about, but I hope it's like space block aliens. That would be pretty. It, it cool. better be Cold War era. I don't know. I'm actually never mind. I'm not going to watch it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't watch the trilogy though. I think it's one thing 
to announce that you're making a Tetris video game with a Tetris movie, which by the way is not happening. Like <laughs> they announced it, but we haven't heard anything. Oh. But they also on that same day announced a full trilogy. You don't do that unless yeah. you're like James Cameron. Alone in the dark. Alone in the dark, you know, the grandfather of all uh survival horror games that everyone's forgotten about aside from like the hardcore pretty much got a ua bowl movie that was terrible i did see it um and had nothing to do with the video game that was one of those video game movies nobody asked for yeah speaking of things nobody asked for it's time for us to give our opinion on rampage in the essential games list Sam, you can start by giving your vote for the Essential Games All right. List. Hey, I'm Sam. This is my vote for the Essential Games List for Rampage. I love it. I love it. We should do that all the time. I thought that this game was, you know, cute. It's fun. But uh, it's cathartic. I love that it's just destroying things for the sake of destroying them. And there's no real, I, I don't know, intelligent objective in the game. Uh, but there are way better versions of this game that you can play elsewhere with riveting stories about aliens. Um, <laughs> and so I'd say if you're a Rampage fan, give this a shot, but it's not essential. I'm Sam Smith, and that was my essential vote. Thank you. Thank you for closing that as well. We we should we never really quite close things. I usually just say the next person's name, but I imagine you know sometimes viewers might think that we cut out what the person had to I, say. I suppose so, we could just tack that uh, on to the very end, though. <laughs> Sean, if you could say today's date and then give your vote, so people know that this is uh, real and that I didn't just you know use your previous files of your voice to make this, that would be great. The date is December eleventh, twenty twenty. I'm Sean, uh, and my essential vote is thus. Uh, this game is, it, it's literally just the bare bones of what Rampage is. At Rampage, the arcade game, it has a hell of a lot more character and uh, even, it, it's just it's just a more well-designed video game. Uh, play the arcade versions, any of them. Aside from maybe the puzzler, um, they are they're a lot of fun. Uh, but one thing I'll add as a bonus, after I say that uh, this game is not essential, uh, is a recommendation for a more current-ish game that I would recommend anyone to play that likes something like this, and that is War of the Monsters for the PS2. Uh, War of the Monsters is just like a 3D brawler where you play a bunch of non-copyright infringing versions of uh, kaiju and movie monsters from uh, film past uh, with fully destructible city levels. And it's just so much fun. Look it up. I, I don't know, like emulate it if you don't have a PS2. Uh, it's uh, it's one of my favorite video games from from that era. So do that instead. Yeah, you know, it's funny that I was thinking of almost like this is the equivalent, this NES port of the arcade game is the equivalent of like a mobile game port today. You know, like when games go yeah. to like your cell phone and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, this isn't really the game, but I'll play it. Uh, that's how I feel about this. 
granted this is this is translated you know it's just that the pro the problem here for me is that this game has like a really fun and silly idea and uh has an aesthetic to it and we said that the environmental destruction is fun and everything like that like it's it's coherent in all of those regards it's just kind of lost to time now like i can't say that like if it was 1988 i'd probably be having a ball with this game yeah but environmental destruction has just been so much more satisfying in games that don't even make it about environmental (laughs) destruction. I even remember, you know, great, great mention there with War of the Monsters, Sean, but I remember even playing uh, Godzilla Destroy All Monster Melee, where you're only supposed to be fighting other monsters, but I thought it was just cool to attack the buildings. Yeah. And that was, like, more satisfying to just go out and destroy that that stuff. yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and even thinking about, like, uh, you know, Just Cause, those games, like, the mission is never destroy things, but the you can destroy pretty much anything in that game, and it's fun to just sometimes like take things down like that. So even in even in uh, games that no longer have that as the objective, if you can do it in those games, it's more fun uh, to, there than yeah. to do it uh, in this single arcade game. Granted, it's nice to have a clear objective, and I'm sure that, like, if the arcade game presents itself to you, you should put a quarter in there and just give it a fun because it is kind of just mindless and silly. I just don't think anybody would say, you know, sometimes we say, like, oh, well, the arcade game is, like, you know, if there was a Hall of Fame of arcade games. I'm not quite sure I'd even put this in the arcade Hall of Fame. Uh, I'd put Paperboy over Rampage. <laughs> I think I think that's where I'm at. So maybe I'm a bit biased, but I just don't feel like this NES port is bringing it at all so it's definitely was never up for consideration for me that said if you grew up on the nes version of this game i can understand the love for it even today you know it's similar to uh a lot of games from my childhood on the n64 and game boy where you know those games aren't great and i go back and i play them and i'm like wow kirby's dreamland was like (laughs) you know a 20 minute game but whatever, I didn't care at the time. Like it's fun, it's it's silly. So that's kind of like what this game you. is. It's a fun, it's a fun silly game that I could see anybody having fun with at the time. Not so sure about today. That's my long rant. Thank you for joining uh, Michael Esposito's Essential Games List vote. I'm glad to be a part of it. And that's really that's really all the time we have uh, this week. And I just want to let you guys know next week is a game called Robo Warrior which a lot of people on Twitter have been talking to us about saying, like, I can't wait till you guys play this one. I never even heard of it. Have you ever heard of Robo Warrior? I've not. I'm hyped now. I wonder if it's similar to Bionic Commando. Uh, That's a, that's a great question. Uh, Is that because you didn't know about Bionic Commando beforehand? And then you played that. I think it's just like the, the robot, uh, you know, sounds like synonyms. (laughs) (laughs) oh gotcha okay yeah bionic robo commando warrior sure robo warrior being one word though in this totally different changes everything yeah 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 it's it's combined um anyway it's it's an interesting game don't look up too much on it because otherwise you'll get a lot spoiled for the episode there's a lot of interesting trivia and uh stuff going on in this game but that's going to be a good episode for us. And then we have our Christmas Spectacular, Skate or Die, oh. releasing on Christmas Day. I remember uh, playing that so, game for, on Christmas every year. All right, there you go. So, yeah, and I'm sure we'll do something uh, Christmas-oriented. I don't think we'll be able to get a visit from Santa because he's supposed to be, like, delivering 
Christmas gifts during that time. So that would be rather rude of him to show up on our podcast. But I don't know. Maybe one of the elves can show up or something. Yeah. And don't forget the 158 episode spectacular or whatever. 153rd episode spectacular. We've, we've just been saying numbers, but it's going to happen. It's a big episode. I won't tell you what it is, but you're going to love it. It's the 153rd spectacular. Everybody's been talking about it. Tell your neighbors. Have you heard that Nostalgia is doing a 153rd episode spectacular? And I guarantee you they will say, of course, I heard that last week they when will. they said it in the previous episode. Yeah, because you need to catch up on you, you can't just pick and choose which episodes you listen to. You have to listen to all of them. Yeah, people are always telling me like, oh, I'm all caught up on the Nostalgia show now. And uh, like, can you guys just release like more episodes? And what I say is, is like, no, you're not, you're not all caught up because you never tweeted us the secret codes from the episodes. So you have to go back and listen to these particular sections where we give out secret codes. And I'm not giving one this time, so you can shut it off now. But last week I did give a secret code and I and haven't gotten a single yeah, tweet about you tweet that yet. That at us, it unlocks a special, uh, special content. Uh, there's a calendar that we can send you. Of us uh, in various states of undress, but uh, you only get that if you send in five secret codes. So hopefully, we only gave away four. Oh, I I already took my pictures. Oh, great! And uh, I'm Michael Esposito. You can find us at NostalgiaCast on Twitter, and you can find me at Esposito Film on Twitter. I'll be talking to you soon. Bye. <laughs>